0: You are listening to Resonating with Emmett O'Malley. Support this podcast by signing up at Patreon.com/slash Emmett O'Malley. That's Emmett with one T. My patrons receive one exclusive podcast per week on Patreon called Private Pod, as well as monthly music and videos that cannot be accessed anywhere else. So become a patron of this show by signing up at patreon.com slash O'Malley today. Also, I ask that you subscribe to and follow this podcast on whatever platform you listen on. Just hit that subscribe or follow button. Please give me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps enormously in some technical way. I don't understand, but it does help. Subscribe on youtube.com slash Emmett O'Malley Music and follow on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok all at Emmet O'Malley Music. Hello people, you're very welcome to resonating with Emmett O'Malley. It's so nice to start this podcast in such a way with an interview with Boy Meets Girl that is Shannon Rubicam and George Merrill. They have been writing songs and performing in their band since the early 1980s they have had an incredible career as boy meets girl but they've also written incredible songs for for example whitney houston i want to dance with somebody who loves me and how will i know also their own kind of monster hit at the end of the 80s was waiting for a star to fall so i'm going to talk to them about all of that stuff as well as their new ep five which they just released a couple of days ago And it's on all the streaming services everywhere that you listen to music. But just check that out. Boy Meets Girl 5. A beautiful record. Just a great example of two songwriters with a wealth of experience uh, with beautiful poetry running through um, carefully crafted uh, melodies and orchestration. It's just a beautiful piece of work. So check that out. The new EP from Boy Meets Girl It's out now and it was such a privilege to get to talk to them about it all. My history with Shannon and George goes back about five years because I wanted to make a documentary about them. I've loved their music ever since I was a kid. And then when I realized, oh, they wrote that song and then they wrote this song as well, I just became fascinated and I, I reached out to them and I emailed them and they hadn't been working together for a little bit of time. And so we ended up having this interesting conversation uh, it just kind of evolved over a period of months and then I was uh, working in uh, a film company that myself and my good friend Clive Tanner were running at the time called Waking Our Films and we were making a series of short documentaries called Portraits and they're available actually on YouTube if you go to youtube.com slash Waking Our Films you'll see Portraits there anyway I thought wouldn't it be wonderful to have Shannon and George as one of our documentaries? And then the project became about something else. We kind of evolved it and we're really excited and we booked the flights. We were going to L.A., we were going to San Francisco. We were going to go over and shoot with them for two weeks. And being the, the very um, uh, good little boy that I am, I made sure that we were, okay, let's go and get our visas our international work visas to go and you know do this properly just in case there's any problems even though this was just something for basically an experiment to see how it went it wasn't like funded by any you know major broadcaster or anything like that we were just kind of doing it because we really wanted to do it and we applied for official professional work visas, temporary work visas to go over and do this for two weeks. And we were rejected! So we couldn't actually travel to the States to do do the documentary, but we had formed this beautiful friendship and uh, relationship, which was really cool, you know? And we tried a number of different types of visas and tried a lot of different things uh, over the years, but, you know, it just you know just didn't work out in the end and it's funny that it took a pandemic and the limitations of not being able to really be in contact physically with anybody in the world to kind of prompt me to realize well why can't i just talk to shannon and george in a podcast for now why can't we just do it this way and they were so cool about doing it and they had music coming out as well so it it all lined up perfectly so this is something that's a very special conversation for me and i hope you all enjoy it too here is my conversation with boy meets girl that is shannon rubicam and george merrill
1: well it wasn't Takamini that little washburn kind of he calls it a salon guitar because
0: it's smaller
1: in size and they used to play them you know in the 1920s Oh, cool. around interesting rooms and campfires and things
2: very oh damn so. this guitar is one of the most beautiful inlaid uh, old guitars when I first met shannon she she used to play this guitar mm. um, it was a you know it was a lovely sounding unique sounding guitar too
0: that's yeah, awesome he, it's great you still have it and you and you you're like, oh yeah. so are you getting it kind of um uh, I as done up up a little. Kind of, yeah.
1: He, he um, took care of the frets that were sticking out because of the neck shrinks over time. The mm. wood shrinks in on itself. So the frets start to stick out the edges and cut your fingers.
0: <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> he filed
1: yeah. those down just outside his home, you know, while I sat on the stool and watched. And um, Oh, how cool. And he said, "Yeah, it's a parlor guitar. It's over a hundred years old." He said, "It's very valuable because it's made of rosewood, and wow. and it's just got this funky little sound. I love it." So oh,
2: it, it is, it, and it just it really uh, um, projects when when yeah. you play it. Yeah, He I said
1: remember, that's a, a feature of those little guitars. Yeah, is they yeah, have
2: that you're, uh, we still guitar. have uh, Shannon's early recordings, uh, and and a couple of those. Uh, there was one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I could, I could, if I took the time, I could remember the songs. But there, there are a couple of them that I know that you were using that guitar because it's just really you were doing finger
0: picking with that one.
1: Yeah, all yeah. the early ones. That's what I, I had. So there's,
0: yeah, there's something incredible about like the the life of a guitar. Like over time, the the resonance and the sound. Like the the guitar mm-hmm. that I use. Like it's you know it's probably you know about twenty years old or something. Not very old, but it's um. It was really kind. It's a Takamine. Um, it's a really kind. Was kind of a middle of the range kind of guitar when I got it. You know, I, I just needed it for. I was doing a lot of comedy at the time when I got it, so I was using like you know this electro acoustic <laughs> guitar. You know, lo- I didn't lo- expect that you would yeah, say what yeah. you said. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But it was just like the, the 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 best, most practical thing for this like comedy performance. You know, it was fantastic. Right. But but then I realized, you know, I got more into the songwriting and stuff. I realized that over time this guitar was getting more and more resonant and now like if someone took that if if this place was like robbed they could take the computer they could take the gear whatever it is but but that would break my heart because it's it's it it, it just it like nothing sounds i'm sure your guitar like it it, like nothing sounds like it yeah right yeah
1: Yeah, unique And, and i think they all over time acquire that Mm. personal to them character you know
0: yes yes yeah. um the song uh the song gone on the new ep that's uh mm. that's a, uh, that's a beautiful song and I, i'm actually just listening to the ep the last few days i was thinking about um there is a lot of um quite um uh raw acoustic uh, elements now in in these new songs as well, like uh, a little bit in Constellation Stars as well. There's a bit of banjo in there and stuff I hear. Yeah. But but like Gone is, um, I was really curious about that song because it's lovely to hear you um, like completely um, almost uh, without without a whole lot of, uh, you know, accompaniment around it. There's guitar, there's voice. um, It's a very, it seems like a very, um, very, very heartfelt uh, song, Is it like something about loss or it, it's really beautiful. Anyway, I loved it. Um,
1: it's about death and grieving, actually. Yeah. It was written for a project um, where a character died. They ended up not using our song, but the um, character dies in the scene and the um, partner of that character is walking down the street and just devastated
2: just shattered mm. Yeah.
1: so it is about that moment of realizing someone's actually was there one second and the next second they're gone mm. and so is about that
0: yes it's beautiful it's just so beautiful and i think there's something about um a, a song like that and a performance like that it's like kind of showing a very vulnerable part of oneself like as in mm-hmm. this is this is something that, um, like, for example, it's almost the kind of song that needs you, one would need to sit down and really cherish, you know, like to really just take it in, like at a very mm. intimate gig or just a, like mm. what I used to do a lot, like uh, driving home from gigs. That was my place for listening to music, just put on yeah. and I would put on very chilled, very intimate stuff because I'm in. Yeah. Like I'm not like the world isn't distracting me in that moment, you know. Right,
2: and it's a, t- a time to give yourself some b- a brain floss and 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 uh, separate from the, the all the public performance and. Yes. Yeah,
1: and just go inside and, you know, feel the rawness of that. It's It's yes. you know all stripped down. We never even thought to embellish it because, it didn't want it really. Yes. We yeah. have an alternate version. I don't know if George sent you that, but it um, we have some friends who uh, did some background vocals and a little bit mm. on it, just so that we would have the alternate version.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that, the one yeah. that we
1: did is very very plain.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh,
2: Shannon, I'm I'm having a memory right now, and I'm wondering about "Gone." <sighs> did I interpret your guitar part? And your, did you was it a song that you brought to us?
1: I did, yeah. I um, you did. But you made you made some changes. Well, and and that sort of um, the awe part, you know, figuring all that out. And then I didn't end up playing it because I am not as steady a um, rhythm player as you are. So right. you okay. played that, yeah.
2: Well, I, I, it was. And that's a, what you hear is a live performance. You know, we were we were in studio. Just you know, we we performed it as a as a take. I, I think we did it probably a number of takes as well, but yeah, um, but it was a a live performance. Yeah, that um, that now, yeah, that that um, as Shannon says, we we have um, the the mix engineer. He did a little enhancements uh, around uh, uh, the section where you finally hear the word "gone." You know, yes. th- through the right. Shannon kind of builds the tension through the whole thing. And it's only one place in the song, you know, so...
0: Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. It, it provides a lovely um, kind of counterbalance, you know, energetically to the EP as well, because, you know, the EP is, is overall a bit of a journey, really. You know, I'm actually even even quite curious of the track listing now because I, I, I've got the songs from you. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you both to send them on to me. But I, I'm re- really enjoying it. Like it's kind of a journey to go on it. Um I wanted to just mention about Constellation Stars because... Um, uh, so basically what happens to me when I listen to music um when I'm really getting into it um I I go visual immediately you know mm. that's where I go and I come up with ideas for visual stuff when I'm listening to to music and and like and that has some very very literal references of course to like um y- you know voyaging uh like uh, discovering new lands or I, I I what I pictured was basically yeah. <laughs> George out at sea in this like like old time kind of exploring um, vessel, you know, and, uh-huh. uh, at the wheel. <laughs> and it's one yeah. of those crystal oh, okay. clear nights, you know, and, uh, and all around this globe of stars everywhere, you know, it's, it's, it's what co- comes to me when I listen to it. And, and Shannon's voice is uh, like this ethereal force just kind of guiding, you know, guiding the, the mission, let's yeah.
1: say. <gasps> She's a selkie. Ah, a selkie, yes.
0: Okay. That's a beautiful way
1: to think of it because that is kind of the way it is. And that's very similar to my vision of it. It's obviously analogous to many kinds of um, journeys and excursions through life, you know, whether they're emotional, mental, intellectual, physical, whatever. But, um, you know, they all take courage because you're going into some kind of unknown or other unknown.
2: yeah mm-hmm. sure but it
1: really started for me with your same image and in mine you know it's a it's a midnight blue um sky and stars and then um a dark inky surf and and ocean and then you can hear the waves breaking behind you and you can know these other pillared waves are breaking into your new world yes. you know and i mm. i just yeah
0: yeah it's so fantastic and like the EP in general is just uh it's just a really um great testament to your artistry and your songwriting, your performance. Both of your voices are just incredible, incredibly beautiful, and kind of really those voices like belong together on this on this little journey, you know. It's it's just really um <laughs> I think if anybody's interested in like songwriting and anybody's really interested in like um I guess themes and poetry through through songs as well uh this is a this is an amazing journey to go on really just this ep just listen to it for a few weeks just really embrace i i loved it anyway it's just high praise i i really appreciate that yeah thank you
1: thank you Uh, you. Uh,
0: it's 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 a a real um it's a real pleasure the other um uh of course uh more deeply in love with you um is um I wrote down here a, a joyful banger that's what i wrote down <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's it's like it's it's just amazing like it's just it's got that like um kind of energy the, the 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 very up uh positive and loving energy you know a lot of your stuff has and i, I was trying to put my finger on that like l- like listening to your music over you know like the last few years of course since we first met but like Before that, again, with the songs that I knew, I recently had a little bit of a think to myself, like, what is the like, I don't want to intellectualize things because I don't think it's about that, but just curiously, like, what is the the essence that I'm that I'm hitting on, you know, when I get really Mm. excited about your music and what it is, I've kind of come to guess today basically is that it's a sense of magic you know that's what i can put it down to there's like uh, a a a magic that lifts you up out of your kind of drab you know like life can mm-hmm. be a bit of a, a a bit of a trudge at times you know and that's i think the energy that, that comes through it comes through all the stuff like uh like this ep like those songs I just referred to um And I'm not talking about all the up stuff, but um, I'm getting somewhere here. There is kind of like a question here somewhere at the end. I
2: I have a question for you. I I, I was curious. Can you tell me about um, folks in in Ireland and the UK? Do they whistle?
0: Yes. um, Now because
2: this, whistling is is like uh it 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 was uh you know we we whistled on on more deeply in love and i i didn't know if that was uh if that's like a common thing that people walk along with <laughs> and yeah. you know break into whistle
0: yeah so on that point i think it's it's unfortunately a dying art like you i remember growing up as a kid and there'd be someone you know uh, doing the eve shoots or you know like <laughs> you know painting the wall or and everyone's a whistler the postman's a whistler you know and oh, okay. and some okay. people would be gifted yeah. at whistling you know and right. uh, and right. really amazing at it but it just seems like uh people have kind of um almost forgotten about it a little bit you know yes. um, and it, it it actually is such a cool element in that song the, the whistle <laughs> Ooh, where did that where did that come about actually
2: uh, well, I, I just, I, it's funny because I just was, I was just trying to picture people walking down the street, just like you said. I just, I didn't know if, if uh, I, you know, I i have that image in America, but I didn't know if that was something that is commonplace. Um, it w- Shannon and I felt that it needed, um, it needed a signature up front. Uh, and if we don't
1: play saxophone, so. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know, yeah. I know. Let's see, waiting for a star to fall, saxophone, no. Uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, we, uh, we hit on, um, I I think I, I think I was whistling a melody that I was hearing. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And and so I was going, yeah. Nice. And And it's hard uh, to
1: be sad when you're whistling. I know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It It was, it was such a goofy thing. It's like, I started busting up and I, and I did it. And Shannon, Shannon and I were just thinking, it's just goofy. Yeah. And that was, and that kind of a sort of feeling was exactly what we were trying to do. So we thought, heck. Mm. <laughs> That's it, really it's cool. It's going to take a number of takes, you know, you can hear it, right? I'm not really much of a whistler. but
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, something that came to mind when you're talking about that there, because um, when you said goofy or whatever, I, like, I, I don't think it's goofy. I think it's like really cool. I think it's awesome, oh, you know. But like, <laughs> but the thing is, like, there's a kind of, um, there's a kind of a coolness that like, like a a different kind of coolness that people kind of, um, seem to think is like more important than like feeling good sometimes, like as, as in Mm. having like a, a good experience in a day, for example, like, um, sometimes, uh, I, I've been very un uncool. Like I, I never really fit in with um very cool people when I was growing up, you know, like as a musician or anything. I, I just couldn't do it, you know. The very like a kind of very trendy, very like, well, I'm into kind of this stuff now, actually. You never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> like and you never will hear of it, okay? Uh, and uh, and uh, all that the like more, uh,
2: the more obscure the better. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's really good for conversation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah. uh, just going yeah. back to the vulnerability thing, it's kind of like it's a little bit like uh, um it it kind of you know a little bit kind of closed like this is my little thing here whereas like if you're out there whistling and skipping down the street so somebody (laughs) somebody might like you know you know have a go at you at some point you know like (laughs) it's taking the the courage you know the the risk you know
2: you over there knock that off
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly you're making
2: me too happy
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's 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 um the thing I, I was I kind of, I guess, touching on about the magic as well around, um, I remember seeing, like, the, let's say, the video for How Will I Know when I was, like, a child. And my mom used to drop me off at my auntie's house on Saturdays when she go in to, to do the shopping, basically. And I'd be just sitting there. They had the, probably, Top of the Pops or BBC and yeah. stuff. And we only had, like the irish channels back at home and so it was like a world of music videos you know and i remember the like you know pink you know world of like how will i know it's unbelievable like the yeah like that is it's that, very
2: bright and, and uh yeah yeah very, and very
0: it, it, it's kind of like that is color. that like vulnerability out there that is that like joy out there and that is there i don't really care what you think about this this is what we're doing and we love it <laughs> You know? <laughs> and it's just powerful, you know. It's a powerful, uh, it's a powerful gift to be bringing that through so many, through so many projects, and still doing it. Does that? I think that sorry. that's
1: because we believe in magic. We both truly believe in and exercise the power of magic. You know, we're not talking black magic. We're talking synchronicity and coincidence, and um, and allowing all of those things to come in and they come in and they feel magical. They feel like magic, which is why in the bridge of more deeply, it says life turns on magic. It does. Mm -hmm. If you allow it, that that magic spark will happen in a moment. It might be visual. It might be in the form of a person or an event or something or a gift. And it can be life changing. And so you, you and
2: you hit on something there, Shannon, it's a funny thing because, um, you know, uh, the word magic uh, can have a a, a a darker connotation, like you like you you made a in a delineation there. But magic is sort of the awe and wonder and the the it it's it actually goes back to what you were saying earlier uh, about constellation stars and the and the idea of the 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 darkness and the unknown. You know, magic kind of comes out of that. It's mm. like it's, it's a, it, I mean, yeah. so so yeah, it can be scary. It can cause fear and all those different things, but but there's an awe and wonder there. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's, it's really it's exciting kind of to like, tap into.
1: It's like yes. life or you, the universe is speaking directly to you and they're saying, hey, do you see this? This is no, for no. you. Yes. And it's yes. just one of those moments where you go, oh my God, it's true.
0: Mm. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of like, uh the unknown as well is because there's all involved so it is like kind of the unknown i don't understand this like i'm not com- i'm not computing yeah, this mathematically yeah. so mm-hmm. it, it, like it does require that um that little courageous step as well uh-huh the leap of faith yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: fantastic yeah. yeah um i uh i was thinking today one of the questions i wanted to ask you both about uh uh, before you really ever got started, and before you ever really met, uh, I'll I'll actually do do this question maybe one at a time. Um, what was, what were the dreams of let's say, uh, teenage Shannon Rubicam growing up like? What 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 did you want when you were young? Like what what did you think you would be doing?
1: I was going to be a surgeon, actually. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to be a doctor. I just felt this strong interest in the surgical aspect of, you know, what was the physical body. And then I also, I think just always I kind of felt like a healer. You know, I just felt that want to be a healer, you know, and and help people to feel good. Wow. And I Mm. was an optimist. I was a very hopeful person. So that was early, Shannon. That's and that sort really of morphed into music.
0: <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: interesting how how um, how it manifested for you. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and,
2: and and as I've known you, you've always had an interest in in uh, uh, you know uh, d- different different ways to to be healthier. You know, mm-hmm. through eating and exercise and all those different things, right? So I mean, it's yeah. but I mean, uh, like you've you've all you've always you know um uh, had a, a focus on that
1: yeah it's it's, an, it's been an interest but i feel like um it all that got channeled through music mm. and it's possible to you know help people feel better through music of course so that's where it went <laughs> mostly
0: yes. it is um <laughs> like Uh, an incredible mission statement you know i want to heal people i want to help people um uh, and that can be done in so many different ways and people sometimes maybe uh i don't know why people would be in any way of denial that that music for example heals people changes people lifts people up like you see these like in non-pandemic times you see these like hundreds of thousands of people in these big groups just together like uh listening to this um, kind of incredible noise that is music, you know, these vibrations yeah. that are music and it, they are there to be healed, you know. And yeah. if, if there was an alien who, like looking down at this or something, it'd be like, uh, they go for their they go for their treatment <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> once every month <laughs> to, the, right. to the gathering, so the gathering of sound. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: They're in, they're yeah. in therapy. <laughs> yeah and they're having a revelation. <laughs> yes.
0: And teen, teenage George Merrill um what 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 was he dreaming about?
2: I uh in the in in our our grade schools in in our second grade. So I was I don't know. So I was 8 or 9 years old. Um I met someone in in my class. Uh, uh his name was David and he um was born on the same day in the same hospital with me. I mean, not with me, but it's like his mom. <laughs> separate, separate deal, but same yeah. hospital. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, uh, and uh, so, but we, we, you know, we, we kind of, had, we formed a friendship, started kind of that way. And, but then it, he, he was playing guitar at a very young age. And I had been taking, uh, uh, piano lessons. My, my folks, uh, had all of our all the kids take lessons. So, um, you know, I had music coursing through me, David showed this interest in guitar. I was playing piano and we just sort of naturally gravitated toward each other. And by the fifth grade, uh, we had a band. So, so it was like, it was never a question Like, like my brother, um, you know, and most everyone around me, are like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? It's like, I, you know, I saw Elton John. I saw, it, it, really it started with the Beatles, but you know, as, as soon as I saw Elton John, I said, "Well, guy sitting down playing piano, I'll be him." Mm, so, yeah, you yeah. know, I I, I didn't. It, it wasn't. You know, it could have been lawn mowing, but it turned out to be. You know. <laughs> It turned out to be playing piano and carrying it's on and, and yeah, I know. It it's it's been <laughs> it, it it never was really a question. Um my father would probably have liked me to be an engineer. He was a, a a chief tool designer for the Boeing company. Oh right. And so he um you know, I would go up to the plant and, and see, you know, him working and and he tried to encourage me that way. Mm-hmm. And and there's part of me that I think like Shannon I think there's part of me that is an engineer. You know, I, I'm a musical engineer.
1: You are. Um,
2: for sure. That's uh,
1: your that's your drafting board in front of you. And yeah. yeah.
2: So so yeah. <laughs> it's funny it, it, though,
1: yeah. It through it, since George and I had gotten together early on, um for about a decade there, every year or so his dad would say, um to George, Would you like to go to drafting school? You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just in case your music career is faltering. So yeah. he bring that up about once a year.
0: Mm. And George slightly
1: declined.
2: Yeah. But and, his dad and
1: was very supportive.
2: <laughs> he was actually and, and they were supportive of of this this music thing we were doing. <laughs> it it you know, it's it, it was a little bit on the fringes of, of reality for them to to think that I was going to spend my life doing that. Yes. Um uh, so they kind of figured at some point, you know, I'd come back down to earth and we need to get a real job. And mm. right. um, I never did. <laughs> I never got a real job. So in the although air- I, whenever I fill out one of those forms, I always enjoy putting
0: you know, occupation songwriter. That's that's
2: always nice. Been
0: fun. Nice.
1: Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There must be a, a nice feeling of like peace and satisfaction around that. You know, like, Mm. like this is actually it, you know, (laughs) this is, yeah, yeah, that's one thing, one thing I, I do. I write songs,
1: right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. and then the next question, often on any kind of forum, is how long have you been at that occupation? <laughs> you
2: know, yeah, that, that's always that such a big question. That number keeps growing. <laughs> and ever, ever growing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Seven> years. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, um,
0: and so speaking of of like kind of how long and stuff, like when you guys um, first started, like working together essentially when you first met uh what i i believe you were like gigging musicians right um you were like performing and did you were were you performing together or separately or
2: uh, the the aforementioned uh david and i were uh, Mm. uh, we were a duo uh Mm. we were called sparrow shannon played cross town in a a band called paloma okay and this is in Um, seattle right this is in Seattle. Yep. Seattle, we, Washington. We
1: obviously had a bird theme going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh uh David David and I wanted to add a a member to the band. Uh we we had tryouts and Shannon oh Shannon won with flying colors. It was obviously going to be her.
0: Awesome. Cool. So cool. Shannon
2: joined Sparrow and uh and then we booted David out eventually and <laughs>
0: Yeah, and off you. And how long did it take you then to move to um, uh, L.A.? Was it? uh, Was it? Were you doing stuff in Seattle for a few years first, or?
1: Yeah, we were playing clubs, um, really up and down the West Coast, but mainly Washington and Oregon. You know, steakhouses and things like that, playing in the bars. Yeah, we weren't really playing taverns because we were, you know, more of a listening type mm. thing so yes we played well, in the there,
2: cocktail lounges <laughs> I, shannon i, I can know, remember well, a couple of places uh there was one in, in eastern washington which is a little bit more of a farm country area and uh and they had chicken wire in front of the stage and they did that because people would throw <laughs> bottles
0: oh my god you, the, 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 <laughs> the, the authentic uh blues brother blues brothers experience you know that scene yeah like, so oh we, we definitely god.
2: had a few moments like that where uh you know what but we we probably had no business being there but uh
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Just, just, uh, just, keep playing. Yeah,
1: just keep
2: <laughs> right. playing. Play faster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Play louder.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Myself and a buddy of mine had a a situation like that a number of years ago back in Ireland, where we were playing in Clifton, a town outside outside of Galway, um, mm-hmm. where my dad was born, actually, Clifton, and um, and we were playing in this pub there every Saturday. But one week it was quite, um, it, you know, it was pretty packed. There was a festival on in the town, and there was people drinking all day you know yeah. and and literally it just broke out like like in a movie like it, it was almost like they were shooting a movie and they were extras you know it was that bad you know <laughs> it was like it couldn't be more cliche but like me, me it was my friend dave who's playing with me just l- looking at each other like uh like literally like we, we can't really do anything you know like just 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 keep going um Uh, make make it funny maybe because yeah if there's something horrific (laughs) happening uh, you know a bit of comedic music can uh, confuse people yeah
1: Yeah. I really get those moments you know and you know you'll be you'll start out and maybe it's a little quieter in your first set or the beginning of your first set and then you know you reach that second set and you realize there's just this horrendous din around yes Nobody's yes. listening or yeah. paying any attention, and no, and and
2: the and the, the old uh, the the old uh, set list is out the window, and you've just got to you know either either keep repeating <laughs> if you only have one or
0: two good songs, you just got to stick
2: with those, <laughs> just hammer them home over and over again. Exactly. You know, like, bam, bam.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure people listen to this podcast. You know, I'm. I know. I am like. Uh, I've spoken to you guys about this a couple of times before. But I, I know people would be very curious about how you made your step into um, songwriting. You know, from from because obviously, boy meets girl. The 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 band, as in the artists. You know, the band that you sent me. Uh, the early boy meets girl, a video of, um, a performance of, uh, Oh girl mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, from <laughs> Dick Clark. Right. And yeah. like, we're going to get to that era for sure. Um, but, uh, which is just incredible. I have so much to say about that, by the way, and the music video, but, um, uh, when did the, when did the idea start, uh, the penny start dropping about like writing songs for others along your journey
1: we were um playing in corona del mar in california southern california Mm -hmm. we had a gig there for i think we had a few gigs lined up so we were there for about three months so we'd rented a house that would be central to all those different gigs and um and it had basically you know some sleeping bags on the floors and a piano
2: that was (laughs) it for the furniture i believe yeah
1: yeah (laughs) So I was in another room, and um, uh, I think oh, David was with us also, but he was yeah. doing something else. And um, so George had sat down at the piano and started playing, and I, I just loved what he was playing. So I just kind of came like dancing in with my little notebook, <laughs> wow. and started singing and writing kind of simultaneously. And my stream of consciousness lyrics just fit right into what George was playing. And um and we called the song good exchange because that was the chorus perfect so that was kind of the fortuitous start to writing because we looked at each other after this song wrote itself in you know like 20 minutes or something
2: yeah it was, it, said, was well, it was such that a was cut above. that was fun <laughs> yeah it was it was a cut above and it was and I, I think I think it was also fun because it the song as I think about it now, it was a breakaway from anything that I'd ever done before Thank with you. David, and uh, you know, in co-writing with him, it was a it was a more aggressive right from the start, just the way it was. It was a, a like a it was a had more energy. The it wasn't it wasn't as uh, uh, the 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 actual groove to the song and the uh, the lyric was more uh, forward-moving and, and aggressive and tight. It's like uh, yeah there was a, it was just on a whole other
0: level right off mm. the bat so mm. there's something about that magic that again magic comes up again but there's something about mm. what what exists between people like in that space mm-hmm. between people um mm-hmm. it, it's like the the sum of the parts kind of thing it, there's something just incredible um that happens um mm-hmm. if both people are tuned in i guess Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, it was definitely a sum of the parts thing. That's very well said. Um yeah. and it surprised us both because I had only ever written by myself. I'd never written with anyone else. And George had only, I think, written with David and maybe some yeah. other people, but but it was um it was just a complete surprise and like, okay, then I'm going there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hello folks, it's me, the Patreon Fairy. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I would just like to say that if you subscribe on patreon.com slash Emmett O'Malley, that is E-M-M-E-T-O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, he will be very happy because he will be able to continue making these podcasts. You will get over two and a half years worth of exclusive material immediately by signing up. Also, you will get one podcast per week that you can't get anywhere else. It's called Private Pod, and you will get exclusive music and videos every month. Sign up at patreon.com/emmettomalley. And when did it um, when did the opportunity to actually uh, reach out and try to get like published with your writing, like, did you do like a bunch of songs for a period of time before you sent off a demo or how did that come about? Well, both of us had
2: started. Uh, we we had uh, separately started recording our music, um, you know, a year, year or so prior to this uh, in Seattle. Mm. Um, and um, and I, and then we, we got together with that, the, this core band, Sparrow, the three of us, and we recorded a, a little EP, actually. It'd, it'd be fun to... Tra- actually, I should transfer that to digital at some point if I could get a little 45-player. Um, um, but uh, those four songs that we did uh, were fully produced in a studio mm. uh, with um, the help of a guy named Jim Bredo. Um, and... Jim Bredo has been a, a thread throughout our entire life. In fact, he's he's orchestrating um, the songs, uh, three of the songs on Five.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, I was going to so ask you about it's, that. The, yeah, it's it, been it, a very it's, long. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, it's been a long relationship with him, and uh, and so he's uh, there was we've uh, oftentimes called referred to him as our fame guide because he he at at real crucial junctures along the way has said and offered his guidance to us Hmm. and uh taught us about how to record and and such so we we started recording at home some of the things we were doing but we we got together with Jim and did a a, another full production in Seattle at one of the 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 really great studios called K Smith and um and we had, we had David at that point, I think we had broken away from David and he, he came in and sang some backing vocals on, but it was like yours and my song. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think at that point, you know, we had come back from that, that Southern California trip and yeah. So, so um, at that point, um, that that's really when everything started and I've been yammering, you go ahead and take it from here about Tom Bell (laughs) and how he affected us. (laughs)
1: Um, Tom Bell was in the studio when we were recording these demos with our friend um, Jim, and um, I think that Jim mentioned to Tom, "Hey, you might want to feel free to drop in and hear mm. these guys I'm working with." And yes. um, so Tom did, and uh, he approached us about writing for his publishing company that he was setting up in Seattle. That time,
2: at yeah, that time. and and for any of you um, who had been from. Might not know who he is. He the, the, look up Tom Bell. Google search Tom Bell because he was part e- of
1: T H O M.
2: Yeah, and he he was part of uh, all the the wonderful music that was coming out of Philadelphia uh, R and B music uh, oh, cool. stylistics and the OJs and
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh. um, beautiful beautiful beautifully written and produced songs. Mm. Right. Uh, timeless timeless stuff. Okay, so we cool. were
1: well familiar with his influence, you know, the Philly sound and his influence in that and and over the music that we'd grown up listening to also. Yeah. So um, we spent a few years writing uh, in his little writing offices down in Pioneer Square in Seattle and. Um, we didn't get a whole bunch of traction from that but we it but it was a really excellent mentoring and learning oh, experience. We
2: learned so much from from him and uh, and the opportunities that were
0: presented there recording opportunities too. Right. Is this where um, Denise we, Williams' uh, opportunity happens or is that something later?
1: It's because of that directly. Okay. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Tom was producing, Tom Bell was producing Denise Williams at the time. Uh, he did a beautiful record with her called My Melody. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. George played uh, keyboards and you sang some background vocals, right, George?
2: I did and played synthesizer. Yeah. It was a, it was a, 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 a again, formative time, you know, to be in sessions with uh, like a 11, 11 other musicians in wow, the studio and we're wow. all playing down it's not like overdubs this that happens later in my life you know in, in our lives but this the, the, it, it, it's a whole other level when when you're in the room with professional musicians you you have to figure out a way to relax mm. and remember you're the reason why you're there is because you're gifted it, this, there's no reason why you'd be in that room if you hadn't you know. Had a reason for being there so, yes yes yeah. So you, you you get you get you know put put your willies off to the side and and um and and try to have a be in the moment and have a good time Oh uh, man it was so much fun i'll never forget denise williams sang uh, her vocals live many of the records uh that's vocals. amazing yeah the the song the title song my melody was her first take And
1: while uh, you guys were playing the live track also, wow, Wow. she
0: she went
2: back in and and did a couple of repairs and that that, but it's not like uh, auto tune or anything like that. Those are those are her vocals.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious to, to, to go and listen to that now after this. That'll be really cool. You know what I'm going oh, to do as well? Great I'm great going on. to put together um, a Spotify playlist of all the songs we mentioned in this interview. And oh. I'm, going to, I'm going to tag it underneath. So basically, anybody who's listening to this, just go to the description and whatever format you're listening to. You get a playlist of all the tunes we're talking about. That'll be cool. So oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I
1: love that. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. A little sonic map.
0: Yeah. So... Um, yeah. So uh, please, uh, I would love to know uh, how did how how will I know come about? When did that happen yeah. in, in this in this process? We
1: um, as inevitably you can when you live in Seattle, we reach one of those Februarys where the sky was hanging low and gray, and it wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah. be. laughs> it's you tristful. know the air pressure was just <laughs> oppressive, and um, the barometric pressure, I should say, and um, so we just looked at each other and said. We're moving to California. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. fame guy, Jim Bredo, had yeah. moved there and started an advertising business. And we thought, we're going. Yeah, And we'll yeah. have plan B that if you know we have some money set aside yeah. and if we need to come back with our tails between our that legs. T-
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
1: so we went to Los Angeles in our yellow van. and yeah.
2: What um, year is
0: this, by the way?
1: Oh, Ooh,
2: 19... 22? Oh, yeah, that's Ooh, right. It yeah. Was 82, that's that's, 82, that's before that Hillary thing, yeah. was
1: born.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's my my oh. year, 82. That's when I was born. Yeah. Nice. 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 Cool. So we,
1: we drove down there. We parked ourselves in a place called Tarzana. <laughs> it was great. We Our backyard,
2: had, we had uh, donkeys. Donkeys. And,
1: and yeah. Chickens. Nice. Which uh,
2: you'd never think, you'd never equate those things with Los Angeles. No. I'm just mentioning it because yeah. it was so, it, we, we it had lived. It was bizarre. Lived, <laughs> in in Seattle, we were living uh, on a property up there with 15 acres and we had peacocks and horses. And you can kind of picture that with Seattle. This they weren't our
1: horses. They were no. just running by the neighboring yeah, property. This is yeah.
2: just a, a rural place we lived. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, this is not a fancy home by any chance. Mm-hmm. It was No, it was not ours. We were just renting. But when we went to Los Angeles. You know to to have animals out back, and <laughs> it's just I don't know Carzana's really in it. the
1: San Fernando Valley in California okay. in Los yeah. Angeles, and it's pretty much wall-to-wall houses and strip malls and things. Hmm. So to find this little pocket of where this house that was for rent that we moved into um, to, to have it again have livestock <laughs> in the neighboring yeah. yards was just hilarious, so yeah, it was. We moved there. We started singing ads. We were making um, demos in our living room,
2: mm-hmm. eating a lot of macaroni used... and cheese and peanut butter things right. that you know that yeah. could like subsist subsistence foods that could get right. us by. Yeah, yeah. And
1: again, you know, the piano was about the only furniture, and a yeah. picnic table. <laughs>
0: and, uh, yeah. um,
1: and we so we made these demos. We sent them out, and then we kind of forgot about them we sent them to record companies because it was our heart's desire to have a record deal.
2: Oh, now now one thing I might add is that that our our fortunes did pick up a little bit because our our Fame Guide would hire us to sing adverts. Okay, uh, yeah. And um and there was one national ad for a, a product called Armorall.
0: Right? What was Armorall? Uh,
2: yeah, it's like this and stuff leather right and right on your car cleaner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and uh, you know, uh come on people one and all, everyone can use a little Armor All, protecting, beautifying, most of all it's satisfying. Armor uh, All. Uh, Once okay. it's sprayed, it gets down inside and it la- <laughs> something about lasting when it's applied.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. It, 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 that's definitely anyway. going on the start of the Spotify playlist. Only joke. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: You know what? Chances are everything's Google, you can find it you can on find everything. I'm sure. yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Google it. Um uh, anyway, so uh but but so we you know our fortunes did pick up a bit. Um and um and then and then Shannon, I I digress. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Then we moved to we discovered how hot it was in Tarzana and the San Fernando Valley. And we were a couple oh. of Seattleites, you know, wilting all the time. So um, we were clued into Venice, California. So we moved down near the ocean and rented a house there. And, um, and then we were on yeah. tour with Denise at the time and right. I was pregnant. Right. And then a couple of weeks after our daughter was born, George picked up the phone when it rang and it was um, Aaron Jacobus at a and records He'd yeah. actually listen to our little cassette tape we'd sent him,
2: nice, yeah, we'd sent it like two or three months prior, mm. so we'd kind of we hadn't given up, but it was kind of past the time that you'd think you'd hear back, Yeah.
0: so yeah, that's, anyhow, that's it's funny that that little detail is very interesting because I find like exciting, wonderful things ha- seem to have a pattern of happening like that, you know, like ah, it's gone i I give up, kind of thing, as in like not 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 like actively like i I'm sh- closing the door, but like. Like just moving on, let's say, and then and then it's like, oh, that thing um, six months ago, uh, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's
1: like that. I mean, I remember when George got off the phone and said, "You won't believe this." Who I was talking to, but um, and and my thought was, oh, but we have this two-week-old daughter. All I want to do is be a mom. You know? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah. we we've kind of moved on to other things now. (laughs)
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah of
0: course of course
1: but but actually we ended up getting a publishing deal anyway through that and then the recording deal and the and how will i know came through the publishing company because jerry griffiths with arista records was looking for songs for this wonderful new singer called whitney houston who nobody but them knew about yes and um oh and before that They'd said, "Does anybody have something for Janet Jackson?" So we'd written "How Will I Know," thinking of Janet Jackson's kind of airy voice. So we did sort of an airy demo, you know. Cool. And then she was working on her, yeah. So she was working on her control album at the time, which was diametrically different than Mm. "How Will I Know." Mm. And you know what a cool concept album that Mm. turned out to be Mm. for her. Oh yeah. So they passed on it, and then it ended up going via brenda andrews at our publishing company to um, jerry griffith and clive davis
0: Mm. wow cool and um yeah so and the process of like from from so there's this period of like obviously what you know almost putting it down a response comes back a number of months later unexpected and then from there to actually hearing how will I know sung by Whitney Houston, come out the speakers of a radio. Um, like what describe to me that moment? Uh, well, <laughs> actually it, even prior restyled to our hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <hair> actually, went... <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs>
2: and, and prior to, um, prior to hearing it, Shannon, help fill this in, if you will. Like, uh, um, how will I know was produced by Narda Michael Walden. But prior to that, um, uh, Clive and Jerry Griffith really liked the song for Whitney Houston. And they flew me back to meet uh, a guy named Kashif who had produced two songs for Whitney. "You Give good love. And another one. Okay. Um, you, You give good love turned out to be a hit for her. One of her first hits. And, um, And so I flew back to New York and I was hanging out with, with Kashif and listening. He was playing me all these vocals of this, you know, this, uh, amazing singer, but I, I didn't, I didn't know, uh, you know, anything about her. I, I, you know, there was this, you know, exciting buzz, but at the time, both Shannon and I were so excited about the idea of the prospect of, of doing our own record as, as boy meets girl. Yeah. Um, uh, I I passed on the idea of of working with Kashif on it, and it, as it turns out, he he really had his own direction that he was doing. It would have been uh, you know tough for the two of us to to manage a production, so we shelved that idea. And then Clive and Jerry Griffith came up with the idea of approaching Narda, and as it yeah. turns out, Narda Narda wasn't sure he really had time for it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> a, he was busy
1: too. Yeah, yeah. there's
2: an interview. With him as well, but uh, but it but it turns out obviously he he knew exactly what to do, and some of our friends uh, uh, actually were working with Nard at the time. Uh, they called us up, and this is long winded. I'm coming around to answering your how you know what how we heard it. Yeah, um, great. We got a call from Preston Glass, and uh, he was in the studio. They had just finished recording Whitney Houston, mm. and he said, "You guys." You gotta stop what you're doing, and you gotta listen to this for a second. Wow! You got a preview. And, <laughs> wow! And it was the it was like a a rough mix, and and her voice came jumping out of the the. You, you can imagine the, the the it was the chorus vocal, and when it just came jumping out of the phone.
0: Oh my god! You know,
2: I'm getting chills telling it because it was just it was still one of the most amazing moments. Yeah, <laughs> I, we were
1: we had never imagined anything like that, or someone like that singing one of our songs. Truly, right. never even envisioned that. And and so to hear that be, you know, the out of the block song that it was, uh, was yeah. just mind boggling.
2: Yeah, yeah. The combination of Narda and Whitney uh, coming together for that just—it was such a great combination for for all of our joy. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. It just sounds like. It sounds like just. An unbelievable moment, and one thing I I really love about the process of recording music and creating music is that until that like recording is down, until like say a vocal or an instrument or melody, whatever way it's done on that day, whatever mood that person's in or whatever the vibe is on that day. Mm Like, it could be anything. It's almost like once you have, like, let's yeah. say the main melody or the main idea of what you're doing, fine. And then going into it with your emotion and how you're delivering it on whatever instrument or vocal. Like, n- whatever random state is happening in that moment, it's going to be etched in time historically forever. And yeah. and, and it's like, it could be something that's, like, half improvised at times. Mm-hmm. There could be a little bit of a feel that comes up that is really of the moment but that's something then that go I- goes into people's consciousness on the radio or just over the years as yeah. a solid thing it's so bizarre isn't it
2: yeah you and actually yeah. you said that really well that that um yeah. that's one of the things that that we felt um and it was again it was that combination um and and just recently uh within the last couple years narada did an interview where he he talked about the actual recording of how will i know oh cool yeah with uh, with, actually uh, pardon me no i think that was was about it was about i want to dance with somebody so i don't know if he's done the same thing with how will i know but it was Mm -hmm. interesting to to hear when he talks about i want to dance with somebody because he he just it's like whitney just took over she just took over that vocal
0: you know and she's
1: that. apparently a one take singer also same sort of thing yeah
0: as mm. as denise williams yeah and and she, she just seemed like at that time and and in the 90s as well whatever just her in general she was like a force a force of nature mm-hmm. like to, to to be to be reckoned with like i saw one of those uh interviews with uh um, narda michael walden and like mm-hmm. the it seemed to be like uh, he's in the studio, she comes in, and like he's just okay. Let's go, like as in, like you know, he doesn't have to do anything. She just goes yeah. in and does her thing. And apparently, on mm-hmm. how will I know? As well, I think um, Sissy Houston is on that too on BVs yeah, as well. And it, yeah. it, it, it's mm-hmm. just it's a moment in in music history. Really, it's just oh yeah, it's just the, I I just love that song. Like I love that song, and when you know back years ago like when i was uh, talking to you guys about possibly uh, like you know doing some filming and stuff like that you know i had this like sequence in my mind i'll tell you about it some other time uh, of of including that song that video into like like oh. like you guys living your lives and then like go straight into this like other world you know it's the magic thing again it's just like tapping <laughs> into something it's yeah. yeah it's it's unreal um i uh i yeah, I guess it's it's important to to remember as well that like this stuff is going on kind of almost as a as a sideshow to what you're actually doing at the at the time back then, which was like boy boy meets girl was an official project at that time. Was you were you were you were going for it? Um, I watched this amazing um, kind of amazing performance on a on a who was it again? Dick Clark. Dick Clark Dick show, Clark. Which, yeah,
1: American American Bandstand. It was uh, a yeah. huge show in. Yeah. I mean, nineteen
0: eighty five.
2: For for uh, for us, as we got familiar with promoting our our albums later on, and, and came to the UK, and and uh, and we were so excited about the idea of being on this show called Top of the Pops, and we and, yeah. and we realized that was the pinnacle at the time, mm. and it was like a super exciting moment for us. In in the states the equate uh, the equation is is american bandstand with dick clark and so to have that have that moment that you know with him that's again one of those moments that both shannon and i treasure that we got a chance to actually be there for that you know
0: it's a shame that i can't just like put a bit of a clip of that on here you know for people to see it but like i'm sure they can find it if, if they look for it but the the performance on american bandstand um what I saw in that moment was I saw uh, two um, like <laughs> young, hungry, um, dynamic, um, you know, artists basically just doing their thing. You know, it, it was it was all it, it was clicking perfectly. You know, there's something about it. It was really cool. It was it was it was really a really joy to watch it. Um, um, old girl, um, the keytar. Very interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that in yeah. a while, but it's nice. Yeah. It, oh, you got it. <laughs> and, oh
2: you know what I, I i i do but it's not here anymore. okay no worries oh, i know where it is and uh Sh-
0: Sh- shannon I, I the one thing i'll say as well is like the um earrings are are, are incredible as well oh, you know that, yeah. Yeah, really like you both looked amazing I, I showed it to my partner becky and we, and we were kind of like it's kind of like you know pirate chic <laughs> you
1: know, yeah a little bit you know yeah and it was yeah. it was so you know 80s. I mean, everything yeah. was just so over the top there. And, yeah. you know, the makeup, my, my crimped hair, the big shoulder clothing, and just everything about it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, look you could at. wear this and you
2: could wear this too. And you could do this <laughs> and you could do this with your hair. And
0: yeah, it was a great combination. <laughs> I, I, I really need to, I guess, I guess, uh, something I'm very curious about. I, I can only imagine there has to be. And back at that time, there has to be a sense of fun to all of that, you know. Oh, absolutely! Like, absolutely! Like, because I think absolutely. that's what people don't get, you know, when they look yeah. at stuff. No, it was. We were. It we was were a just,
1: party time era, you know. Was. Even if you didn't write party music, it was just party time. It was just think big. Yes. Think big, visually, sonically, every way yeah. you can think of, you know. It, yeah. And
2: it may look absurd, but that—that that was it. Was just it was like what envelope? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> there
2: is no envelope. Yeah, no. I,
0: I love you know, it. I like, love it. And
2: and it was going on around the world. I mean, you know, we were getting pushed by things that we were seeing coming out of uh, England. ABC was going off, mm-hmm. and we were we were going. Oh man, those guys are cool. Listen to that. Yeah. And, you know. So there was you know, there was all sorts of things going back and forth, you know, yeah. people talk about that back in the sixties that, but it was going on in the eighties, same thing.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, love it. Sorry. It go, was, go ahead. Sorry.
1: And it was drug fueled time, you know, um, mm. not so much in our case because mm. we had a child and, and that just wasn't really our propensity, but lots of drugs everywhere, you know, and, um, and if they weren't present in the studio or on your video set the people that you'd hired to come in would be disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, yeah. They were, like, they were kind, kind the of expecting campaign? to be paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, it, I, it does have that sense that kind of is the word opulence of, of, of that decade or something, you know, very yeah. much so. Yeah,
1: and exuberance, yeah. I think. Yeah. There's something as world. well.
0: Like, I, I love that sound. I love that look. I love the whole thing, you know, and I always thought when I was growing up, I was growing up in the 90s as like a teenager or whatever. I always thought like, oh, I wish I had been like 10 years older because I wanted to be you know in you know going to see these old videos and stuff but um <laughs> there's something about the uh, even the music when you think about it you know these big reverbs and stuff you know or these um gated kind of uh, sounds and stuff oh yeah um like yeah. it's kind of like suggesting if you're just to sit with your headphones on or something it's kind of suggesting these people are having playing Playing their music in a mansion, in their mansion, you know, yes, right. <laughs> because that's how yeah. it sounds, you know. I play my drums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, you know,
1: exactly. You do twenty yeah. tracks of yeah. background vocals and things. Mm-hmm. You know, there was never just one track. It was just no. so many layers, just to yeah. pound.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was big, 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 and um, and uh, and that, and it was yeah, but that that was. Um, that was part of the, you know, where, where are the limits? And, you know, at the tail end of all of that, um, you know, the, the next uh, American music uh, scene uh, that came out. uh, Well, I mean, there, there are a number of different things. I mean, uh, rap, rap, uh, you know, and and hip hop was starting to, to, to um, make its make its way into the vernacular of, of everyone and, and influence all music grunge, uh, you know, also took over. And yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, and that, 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 that whole, uh, scene died a quick, a very quick death really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we moved into other things, but, but it's, um, it's, it is fascinating. I, I we've, we've been really fascinated to be where we're at now feeling some of our brightness that we felt at that time
0: yeah you know yeah it's cool uh,
2: and, and our and it's coming out in our music and it's been fascinating to go back and archive some of those old songs um go back and and talk with you tell you know tell some stories and and re- relive mm-hmm. remember some of all that and um and yeah. how how different it was um yeah yeah a, a, in a in largely a a a good way i would say I, yeah. I know it's for us i would say
0: yeah i love i love it and i love that you guys are so open to kind of you know talking about all that stuff too because it it is fascinating for people it is really interesting and um uh, the other um one of the other childhood memories i have about one of your songs um waiting for a star to fall of course which is like uh, boy meets girl um such a huge hit towards the end of the 80s and so it's like you had the huge hits with Whitney Houston but Oh Girl of course your first single was a top 40 hit which we 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 can't forget that it's an it's an amazing song it's an amazing song and and uh, like all it's like it's kind of like when I listen to your old albums it's kind of any of these could be hits you know you know it's just there's so much there that it's kind of only some of them can be you know um but but, but that uh, waiting for start to fall i i i remember coming out of the cinema called the clada palace in um in in galway uh where i'm from say that name again What was it? the, the clada palace was the name of the oh. cinema clada palace. It's, it's no longer there it was this old time cinema and uh like a kind of really nice old place that's long gone um but i believe that it was a three men and a little lady or three men and a baby something Uh, like that and uh, i remember i remember hearing that song at the end of that movie i remember that song being in my mind for years uh the uh the song has kind of followed me around i i absolutely love it it's got that kind of joyful like magic like all these other ones as well um the question I want to ask you is just kind of a funny question. Do you ever, because you have all these huge songs out there in people's consciousness, uh, you know, you, you hear them maybe going, you know, into the supermarket, you'd hear them like, you know, at a party, whatever. Do you ever hear them on the radio all the time? Do you ever um, feel like you're living in a simulation? LAUGHTER <laughs> all the time
2: <laughs> like uh, this
0: is this is this is this is weird these are these are my emotions uh on on national radio all around the world again uh, i love that <laughs> like i'm glad we <laughs> can talk about this
2: because i've never been able to talk to anyone about this
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it, it must be a bit strange like but uh yeah um uh how, how how is your relationship with that <laughs> with 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 hearing your stuff just going out and about? Is it like is it r- exciting anymore, or is it just like oh that's cool, or what is it?
1: It's wondrous. It's always wondrous, and it mm. always catches me by surprise. I hear Absolutely. it, and it could, the song can get in either one of any of the songs that are playing. Um, you know, we'll get a few bars in it, and I'll realize. Oh, we wrote that song. But you know, it doesn't happen right away. It's like it sneaks up on me still.
2: Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, same. So no, I have a I have a good
1: relationship with it. It's it's still like I want to jump around and tell everyone near me, oh, I wrote <laughs> that.
0: <song." laughs> I love that. I love that that's the case, actually. That's amazing. I,
2: I same as Shannon. I never it never gets old and I, I get all excited just like that. But I, so I've recently made the mistake, you know, in the, the grocery store line or something like that. You know, kind of walking up, kind of all proud. Yeah, you <laughs> know. Yeah, that's
1: that's, that's,
2: that's me. B. I'm singing that. <laughs> I did that. And they and they look at this old guy and they're kind of going, "What? What? Yeah, that's great, old man. So, <laughs> good d- for you. Good for dementia. you. <laughs> just kind of move along, move along." <laughs> so uh, yeah. so I I realize this is probably not something I should be like being a braggart about
0: oh you can <laughs> no, i i think that's just just start whistling happened. just start just bring in the whistling <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true sort it out every but time you know? anybody can do
2: that so i don't know that's anyway. <laughs> oh, the lovely thing about whistling yes yeah.
0: <laughs> that's true i can't whistle actually I, I, I oh don't. come on no Give i, it I actually can't no it's the one one thing i could never do and I, i've tried like all my life unfortunately the best i get is um uh, yeah, it's just going to sound creepy on the microphone, so I'm not even okay, going to... Okay, that's not a good idea.
1: <laughs> no, I, I've lost my whistle, too. I used to be able to... Well, my mom was a whistler, so I had a decent whistle, and then now it's completely gone away, and then I could um, whistle, you know, like making my tongue a certain shape and through my teeth. <laughs> and then I had some dental work done, and and it, my whistle was gone.
2: <laughs> no! Just like that, wow. you know? Well.
1: Yeah. Oh. That's, that's a, a loss. Yeah.
2: Your mom did have a great whistle. She did. She, yeah, she did. She had a little w- w- oh, she could make it kind of
1: It had a trill. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That's that's the that's the you know it's a pro. You're you know when you're in the hands of a pro when you have that little twirl. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um I I think we're, we're getting kind of close to the end now, but I I just uh just to kind of bring it around to now and like, you know, your day-to-day and I think I want to kind of ask this question through uh, the song Everything New that's on, the, that's on the new EP, Five. By the way, anybody who's listening to this, the EP is out on the 5th of March. So that's going to be in a couple of days when this podcast comes out. And uh, yeah, get it wherever you can, download it, stream it, buy it, share it, tell everybody about it. Uh, it's It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work by two of the oh. best living songwriters that are there and i i You're bloody love it kind no it's it, it's absolutely true but there's something that this seems this sounds to me and i could be completely. but it just feels to me um well actually if you were going to run around the supermarket uh, uh whistling and dancing uh, i would do it to to everything new it's it seems oh. like it seems like a um basically gratitude is what comes to mind like the, the gratitude it for everything and it's exactly yeah. and I, I think gratitude is like just the greatest tool that we have like if a friend mm. of mine a few years ago recommended that I do a gratitude list every night and it, mm. it's like I do that you know I still do it you know and mm. it's like the best thing the best thing that I do you know of a day if I can get to that you know just to know that just the simple things are in place. What a yeah.
2: nice way to tie up the day uh, uh, by going going back over the day. Is this? Am I hearing it right? That you go over the day and you kind of think of the things that you are are uh,
0: grateful for. You know, yeah, for? yeah, okay. and the things that are here right now and all the simple things that. And it could be complicated things actually, but it's often just simple things, especially if it's a, mm-hmm. a pretty. Uh, you know if it's not a great day you know it, there's always yeah. the things that I will forget about and I was just going to ask you both and you know whoever wants to go first it's up to you but um, yeah. tell me about some of the gratitude that that you uh, um, are experiencing these days you know in this kind of strange time in the world um, you're just putting out new music after a few years um, what, t- tell me tell me about what makes you I guess get up in the morning and feel good about this world and this life.
1: There's so much, um, you know. I would say for both of us, our gratitude cups runneth over um, yeah. in every sense. I'm just, you know, and I and I practice that same thing, um, Emmett, um, acknowledging the things I'm grateful for, almost daily. And it it comes down to the simplest things, but it's usually the people I love, people who love me, and you know, just the oxygen I breathe. It's like Mm. that.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. I I think this last year being like one that we've none of us on planet Earth have ever. Unless you're really old and you've gone through another pandemic, I mean, we, we as an as a, an Earth have experienced this new thing, and it caused disconnection and uh, it caused uh, separation mm-hmm. in situations that we took for granted. And I think one of the things that I've felt is that acutely. And so, I am so in gratitude for for those moments b- when they occur now because yes because we have we we still have separation it's still going on it still will go on for longer but as we can connect with you you know and and other people throughout our lives it's it the value of it is deeper now i don't take it for granted if i did i don't anymore
1: yeah <laughs>
0: beautiful thank you so much yeah th- i love i love everything that you guys just said and uh i echo that in this kind of time of separation uh it's when i guess we are prompted to uh do anything we can do to connect and such su- such as this you know because we were mm-hmm. going to do some other stuff a few years ago travel complications uh got in the way on my side you know uh and uh now we're here now we're here and we yeah this, this is really cool like this is i been really think lovely. it's
2: wonderful i feel like we we finally got to do something we've we've been wanting to do for years so it's great yeah
1: yeah and in and you know against more odds even and we've made the connection thank you for making that effort towards yeah. us and um it's it's just really so life-affirming
0: okay folks that was cool Really happy to have had that opportunity to talk to Shannon and George. Thank you so much, Boy Meets Girl. Thanks for being on the podcast. And everybody, go and listen to their new EP5. It's wonderful. And also enjoy their hits from the past and their old albums. There's a bunch of albums I see already up there on Spotify from their back catalog. So yeah, go and check out all that incredible songwriting over the years. Thank you so much for listening to the show, folks. Remember catch up with me on youtube.com slash Emmett O'Malley music also Facebook Instagram and TikTok it's all there Emmett O'Malley music subscribe on Apple podcasts give me a review and a rating I would really appreciate it and I will see you next week for resonating with Emmet O'Malley goodbye